Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm your host. I'm, I'm Jeremy. Here with... oh, <laughs> wow, jumping in there. Whoa. Well, I knew you were going to try to get it. I'm Will. Whoa. Yeah. Not right. rushing to introduce myself. Thank you, Will. That, was, that wasn't... that was I'm Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I'm okay. So, um, after our last podcast, I did a little... Um, research on our questions and well i think that your answer mulan would have been acceptable really yes because fall, redemption because not that much fall mulan you know fall was her last name right so yeah, I know this, um obviously. yeah you knew you knew that yeah. i mean um yeah because so, in in chinese culture it's it's yeah. different than yeah than european so, culture um i mean i feel like that could have been a game changer because that would have doubled yeah because it was i made it a true it daily double, double. Yeah, yeah it was a daily double so yeah well we'll never know we'll never know we'll never know and yeah the, and there's like just the humiliation factor of like when i when i went all in and busted all my points and yeah well, then i just couldn't recover from that mentally yeah no. you couldn't i mean tough. how could you it was, it was, it was hard. So, all right. So we're um. So I just so wanted. We're, we're to, I just wanted to apologize. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> okay. I, but I did want to apologize because I, you know I think in my head like I had the answer Mulan down, but like I just heard um, I heard Fa Mulan because you know yeah. they were going to war yeah. and that's how they pronounce. Yeah, that's what. So, well, t- thank for you. Total I accept transparency. Your I knew exactly what was happening. <laughs> and I was so excited that that she was going to count that. So you just didn't say. Oh, anything. I didn't say anything. You, okay. I accept well, your apology, Heather. Yeah, Jeremy, I wanted to make that public. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I make that public. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we are going to be covering um, kind of um, not a. I don't think a contra- not a controversial topic today. It is. It's kind of one of those sensitive. It depends if you have a lady pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said something totally different. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. It took a minute for my, I think, words to like to register. Put together, yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, I was very sensitive about this topic too. Jeremy, we're going to have to be careful. You all, I am well, very careful. You all joke, but um, yeah, we. She can get fired up. Y'all know how throw punches. I, elbows. I I I am always careful. So what exactly words. are we talking about today? Um, we <laughs> I was like, hmm, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to cover women's roles in the church. You going to do okay today? Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. All right. I've been studying and praying and yeah, um, like you know, doing all the everything to keep the bad stuff out of your all's mouths and <laughs> i prayed on the way here that god would good, good. make you mute if you went to say anything offensive and yeah. i just prayed all kinds of stuff so well we'll do our best so we are going to <laughs> be respectful today and not not <laughs> not make jokes or make i feel like i'm anything. always respectful you're looking at me but i feel well, like i'm always you're respectful. The one you're the one Jeremy. that i get most complaints get but yeah, all the anonymous complaints come in about you. It's true, but I—it's just because they don't—they don't—they don't understand my. I humor. have a complaint about you. I don't think I've submitted it on the podcast on that. <laughs> so. um, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page for you. Some winter shoes, like you preach in sandals and socks. This past week I didn't. This past week I was in. Uh, he has, I, I he has nice shoes too. Have you seen? Know, like yeah. he has really nice shoes, and then he wears sandals. And he wears sandals and socks. I it love looks it. ridiculous. Oh my gosh, I love so. it. I know where, you love it. Where are your nice shoes? I did last week. I wore my I brought I, I mean like a Sperry's. this week too. You like, look like you where, were Yeah. Throw those away. There they are. I love them. Or just like 
wear them in the river. I'm That's permissible. That's it. I'm gonna tackle him when I leave here and take his shoes. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get back on topic. I just needed to get that out. I've been I've had that anger in my heart for a while about your shoes, Jeremy. Oh, um, no, it's so funny. Uh, Elizabeth, Eliz- Elizabeth Elizabeth Thompson oh, told me you're what, gonna. Uh, she told get... me what my uh, what mm-hmm. my dress code was, or what I dressed like. She said I dressed like her uh, her lesbian Wiccan aunt. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> oh gosh! So that's my that's my style, that lesbian Wiccanism. Yeah, I, okay. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean I don't do like hip. You don't look like anymore. that right now, though. No, not right now. Right now you have a hood on. It's true. <laughs> We're right. not. Sure. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting ready to. With the hood ready to yeah, you look like he looks like he's ready to fight me. You're like rabbit from Eight Mile right now. <laughs> gosh. Who who are you? A little Do you more. Even know who you are. Listen, I, will, I I mean, you know, this is my favorite hoodie, my Germany hoodie. Yeah. So I, I just, this is how I feel today. I just want to. I'm 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 a little under the weather. I'm tired, and uh, people are making fun of my favorite pair of shoes. I'm just saying. Wow. Sorry. It's okay. My lesbian Wiccan friends out there, Can they you understand. Stop saying that. I feel like you're going to say something else. Probably. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to roll right into it now that Jeremy's had his moment. We're good. <clears throat> we're glad we could let you have that moment, Jeremy. Thanks. Sorry, I was reading a text message. That's, so, that's what I do in the middle of this sometimes. It's okay. Text, well, mine is actually about a question for the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, she was it. talking so to someone so about... Shove it, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what are our roles in the church? Why, um, let's, let's back up. Let's pretend I didn't say that. Um, okay. Let's talk about gender differences. Okay. Why are why did God create male and female? Yeah, you see this um, in Genesis when when He says let's create man, He says let's let's create them male and female. He says male and female He created them. Um, so there is built into creation before sin, God God's sovereign design for His creation is to have two genders. Um, and so why? I, I don't know that that we can really get at why, you know, there weren't three genders or what, whatever. But um, but the Bible does make it clear that, that in God's sovereignty, his sovereign choice was to create male and female. Um, and I think a foundational truth of Scripture is that um, he creates male and female and he, and he places male and female in roles. And that's evident from from creation from genesis um throughout the bible male and female have equal roles but distinct roles and um so there's there's more of a difference uh, between men and women than just anatomy and so i think i think that flies in the face of our culture at least today Mm -hmm. um that's that's something that just that statement alone is can be controversial right it shouldn't be in the church but it, it can be yeah, I agree with all that. Okay, good. So, so I was going to on the same page. <laughs> so I think early on you see the why God created. Um, I mean, created everything for His glory. Um, there is a creation of man and woman, obviously for biological reasons, for procreation. But that's not the sole reason. There are people who can't have children. They're not outside of, you know, God's decree or somehow in sin. Thus, they can't have children. Um, we see that God created woman to be with man because man needed. Um, he was lonely. 
Um, well, I think it's in Genesis two eighteen in the twenty two area, uh, but later in Genesis two, he you know there's this idea that he made him um, Adam a helpmeet, and and in Hebrew what this means is to help against is actually what it means to help against. So you have a a man helping against his wife and a woman helping against her husband, and so it, it's a it's a, a an imagery of these kind of these two planks of wood, if you will, kind of leaning against each other. So if a woman fails to be who she's supposed to be, the woman, the, the man falls. And if the man fails to be who he's supposed to be, then the woman falls. So there's this help against one another for both of them to support each other to be who they're supposed to be. It's good. It's insightful. Yeah. So obviously that has ramifications in the church today and, and the church of all time um, that, that uh, men and women serve within the roles that God has created them to be in right. has ramifications for the home as well. Um, yeah, I think that meet against is, is at a personal level between husband and wife, mm-hmm. but I also think it's men in the church and women in the church. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's, I think it's a individual, but also corporate, um, comparison. Yeah. Okay. Good answers. So, um, that kind of answers the question, like, why is there gender distinctions? At all in scripture, yeah, and, and right. And, I mean, yeah, so feel? I was going to say that there, when it comes to, and I don't know how if if this goes to another question or if this is too far, but I, I have a a bit of a, a beef with kind of how people in the church kind of say, okay, this is what a man is, this is what a woman is, um, and I don't mean that in in the, the biological sense. What I mean is is the attributes of a biblical man or a biblical woman. So, um, oftentimes, right, uh, and when. When women have wanted to do Bible studies, um, there is this hesitancy to do it in Scripture, right? They want to. Oftentimes, I don't see this much as with men, and, and this is, but this is why um, women will say, uh, "Let's do a Beth Moore book." Nothing. I'm not. This is not a criticism of Beth Moore. It's not. It, it's hey, let's do an R.C. Sproul well, book, and Heather, I have an issue with this. Heather just walked out. No, no, but this <clears throat> is why. Um, I ask, why don't you read the Bible for Bible study? And they said, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know that I was permitted to exposit the word like i felt like someone had to tell me what to do um or tell me what to believe but when you look at proverbs 31 when you look at the noble woman right not only is she a strong independent woman not only is she a woman of commerce she's trading she's selling she's buying she's it's said that she's clothed in strength and dignity she is defined by her her beauty not physical beauty but her the the, the beauty of her faith and i think there's something so important with that that's lost um and she's not though she may be submissive to her husband She's not – it's not in this – she's not this meek and mild, soft-spoken – at least it doesn't paint it that way. It's right. a, this is a strong yeah. woman mm-hmm. yeah. um, who's taking care of much. And I think uh, – and, and vice versa, not only is the church creating or wanting to create – maybe has a wrong idea of what it means to be submissive, but it also creating men in this American image of a, what is a biblical man. A man is someone who likes to – likes trucks and – Chop things, you know, not not the, you know, you're not emotional. Yeah, that, that's women that are emotional because emotions are bad and yeah. things like that. And so you create really these gross stereotypes that are unbiblical. Hence, why in a culture when um, 
Will's like, what's wrong with those? I, I like those. I like trucks and chopping things and breaking things. Obviously. And, yeah. and killing animals. Um, none in which I like, by the way. Apparently you like to break things <laughs> under your car. Here's the thing, though. I, I don't meet any of those stereotypes. But never have I thought I'm less of a man. Because scripture doesn't paint a man in that, in that light. That's, and so what happens, I think, in culture is people go, uh, I don't meet the stereotypes. Thus, I, am, I must not be a man. And then this has other cultural ramifications that deals with the whole transgender movement. But I do think that there is a, I think there's a, something in the church that has kind of, we've created unbiblical stereotypes uh, that has caused a lot of confusion and even strife amongst uh, women in the church and men in, in homes. You know, actually, Jeremy, that's actually probably, that may be the best thing that you will say today or ever on a podcast. Um, I, well, then I'm just going <clears> to <throat> hang it up here. Just and hang wow. it up here. Good job. <laughs> no, I, I mean, really, yeah. that's, you know, you were talking about the word submissive and how we kind of, um, you know, put certain implications and um, stereotypes around that. But, I, you know, I think that, I think that is a big problem. I mean, a lot of it is kind of um, because of culture. Yeah. Um, you know. And it's then considered like a tradition, like something that's carried mm-hmm. over, and it's not at all biblical. No, it, well, it's not. It's, it, it, does, it, is, it ends up saying I'm submissive not to the Lord. Right. I'm Absolutely, not, yeah. I, I am submissive to my husband because somehow he's he's better than me. Or yeah. He, he's, he's superior than me. I can't read the word for myself because because of, you know, not, not, not to be um, – edgy or anything, but what's because what's between my legs right i can't read the bible for myself and that's just nonsense like that that's that's silly right that's a good point good job jeremy thanks we can quit now yeah so okay you all have done a great job of just i didn't you know talking about gender and um you know the distinctions in scripture and why god made man and woman you know obviously he would have that like that would not have been specific and specified in scripture had it not had a reason and a purpose. Um, so let's talk about um, what some of the roles are in church um, and how some of them have just been made up positions mm-hmm. and how some of them, you know, actually are positions and everything. So, um, so I'm just going to kind of, <sighs> don't say that Heather um, Baker edit that out too. Um, I'm just going to kind of start at the the bottom of my list and kind of work my way up. So, a uh, trustee. Trustee, um, yeah. So we're <laughs> we're working on like yeah questions of like what what roles women can be in or whatever. Um, is that kind of the framework? Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to kind of okay. So I'm, so I'm going to name the positions yeah. and then we'll kind of go through them. So you've got a trustee, like, like in, yeah or nay in, for women. <laughs> no, stop! Don't on this do one. Yeah I would say nay for men and women. They can be a trustee as much as they can be a hostie or a oh, other made up things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. a trustee, so a trustee is not a, a position in the Bible. It's not. Yeah. It's not a biblical office. There's no mentioning of a trustee anywhere in Scripture. Um, it's 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 rooted in American legalities. That's what it's rooted in. Um, and so a lot of churches that aren't incorporated or set up and such that legally they're supposed to have trustees. And so right. if your church has trustees, it's fine. Um, yeah. It's just not best. It's not that. Yeah. It's like I'm not mad at you. It's just not the most biblical way to run the church. I'm not mad, but if I were a member of a church, I'd be mad. Yeah, because it's just that's that's not a biblical office. No, it's just not. Well, it, it, so. it stems from like the the congregationalism, mm-hmm. which yeah. which I am I am 
I absolutely a big supporter of. No, I, oh, I hate wow. it. I hate it. I thought you were I a big congregationalist. <laughs> no, wow. it's stupid. And I can't, that's a whole other reason why we could talk about that. And I say that in a in a friendly way. You, that's that was not very, friendly at all. But saying something friendly. is stupid but, but, uh, or but, uh, calling something stupid is not friendly. Well, listen, I, but I'm also not joking. Like how much I hate congregationalism. <laughs> so if you thought I was joking about that, I'm main, not. Main I really don't like here, it. Trustees not in the oh Bible. Gosh, okay. yeah, so that's that's but, something that neither men nor women should serve in. Okay. The role of... <laughs> I won't talk about it. No, that's, a, that's on the Polity Podcast. Yeah. 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 That'd be um, a good podcast. It would be. Polity Podcast. Uh, the role of deacon or deaconess. So, yeah, so I think... Money. Yeah. I, the, the elders of New Heights Church believe that men and women can be deacons. Um, and... This is a this is one that's gray in scripture, and we acknowledge that and we see that. Um, the reason that it's gray is it has to do with um, the interpretations of the list in First Timothy three, which is the qualifications of deacons, um, and it seems to be very uh, very male oriented. So I would preface this conversation by saying that um, when the Bible just speaks in generalities. Um, and I think we do this in English, too, whereas the Bible is written in, in Hebrew and Greek. We do this in English, too, is we default to masculine pronouns. And so a good example of this is the the hymn by Bill Gaither, Because He Lives. Um, there's a, a verse in that that says, How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the joy and pride he gives. Yeah. So Bill Gaither's intent is not to say that little baby girls don't bring joy right. and pride. His intent is to just say, Babies bring Bill, joy and pride. Did Bill tell you that? But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's actually my point. Oh. Bill didn't tell me that. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to right. figure out. He's just saying babies bring joy and pride, and he used, he had, he had um, he, as he's writing it, he just used a masculine pronoun for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what you see, you know, we're preaching through Leviticus. You see that in Leviticus when it talks about worshipers. It uses masculine pronouns of, of instructions of coming to worship and whatnot. And so I think that's in play in some of the Bible where it says, um, he, he, he. Right. It doesn't only mean um, men. It means it means people. Um, okay. So do you want to read verses eight yeah. through twelve or thirteen? Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna hear some masculine pronouns here. Uh, deacons likewise must be dignified, not double tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy. Uh, for dishonest gain, they must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first and then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Verse 11 is the one in question. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves. Also great confidence and faith is in Christ Jesus. Um, so that was from the English Standard Version. And the footnote in the ESV, um, where it says wives, likewise, the footnote notes women, likewise, could be the, the, the translation. Um, the Greek does not have a word for wives specifically, and so it literally just says women, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers. Um, now, so you can take that a couple different ways. You can take that as the wives of deacons, or you can take that as female deacons. Um, I think that what Paul is doing is he is saying uh, female deacons also um, must be this, and he's given an emphasis for female deacons in particular. One of the main reasons I believe that's the case is because there are two offices given, deacons and pastors. 
Um, the, on the pastor's qualifications, which is the passage right before it, there's no mentioning of the pastor's wife. There's no qualification for the pastor's wife. And it seems it seems out of place for Paul to place requirements on a deacon's wife while not placing any sort of requirements on the pastor's wife. Um, and then when you look at the language Paul's writing in, if he wanted to say female deacons, um, he he can't. There's not a, a female version of diakon, diakonos, which is which is the word for deacon. Um, so he's not going to say deacons. It's just going to sound repetitive. Um, if he wanted to say women who are in a deacon role, he would use the word that he used, um, which is which is what we have. Um, now the reason that the main reason that we believe that deacons can be women is bec- is is twofold. One because a female deacon is mentioned in Scripture in Romans sixteen one, mm-hmm. Phoebe is mentioned as a deacon of the of the church of Centuria. Um, and so Phoebe is this deaconess that's mentioned in Scripture. The word can mean servant, um, and so the, those who hold that women cannot be deacons would just say, hey, she's just a servant, she's just a volunteer, she's just really helpful. Um, but the second reason is is because women are restricted from having authority in the church. Um, and I think a right view of the deaconate is that Deacons do not hold authority in the church like elders do. Um, and so when you understand that rightly, you understand that this office is one that that is a behind-the-scenes. Um, diaconia means through the dirt, um, getting your hands dirty, serving the Lord, serving in the church. You're an example. And so, um, so given that this role does not hold authority in the church, it's not the decision-making body of the church, which we can talk more about on the Polity Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Given that's the case, and given the Greek in First Timothy 3, and given that Phoebe is called a uh, deaconess, and given the church that she's a deacon at, it sounds very much like a title, um, then that's, that's what leads us to believe that women can be deacons. Yeah. So I, I would also add that I think uh, kind of going back to First Timothy chapter 3, right, in the beginning, verses 1 through 7, somewhere in there, it talks about husband or elders pastors overseers need to be husband of one wife no um i think that deals with polygamy not dealing with um having like a multi- multitude of you know not 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 necessarily divorce right now what i think is interesting is i think it deals with fidelity too um, but that's managing your that, household like if, if right like to me if i'm if so, i divorce julie I'm guilty of not managing my household well. Right, and that phrase that phrase is in both for, for elders and deacons, and so that's a fr- husband of one wife was a phrase. Again, I think it was used in a masculine pronoun sense, but I think it was used to describe uh, marital fidelity. That if you are married, then you are you are a one woman man, or you're a one right. man woman. So, so I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give a, a counter perspective. Like, I don't disagree with that, but but I also think, like historically speaking. Verse twelve, right in, in First Timothy chapter three, is when it mentions mm-hmm. husband of, of one wife, or deacon, deacons likewise should be a husband of one wife. Yeah. So, um, in, in this case, polygamy, right, having multiple wives, was something that was practiced in the Greek world. Um, I can't remember the term of it, but a woman having multiple husbands was not something that was permissible in Greek culture. It yeah. wouldn't have been something that was done. Um, it was, it was. Right, and it was done other places in the world, but not in the Greek world. Right. So he's writing a letter to a particular church. It wasn't even necessary to use. it. I don't think it was necessary. Right. right. I, so, so when you say there, there is no there there in the Greek in verse eleven, um, it means just as the women, um, likewise. Yeah. You know, doesn't uh, even say the. It just says women likewise. Yeah. Right. Women likewise. Um, right. There, there, there is no right. There's no reason why I would read that to be their wives, and so therefore, I think in, in verse twelve, it's it's I think saying hey, this is just a general view of, of fidelity. 
Um, but or you know, kind of like you said, like mankind is is, is mm-hmm. a masculine pronoun. Uh, pronoun. But I think uh, part two, part two of that is the the his the historical problem was not women having multiple husbands because that wasn't permissible in Greek culture. So one of our deacons brought up a great point with this yeah. um, because this would be a case where where I would disagree with the translation of the English Standard Version. Um, so one of, one of our deacons brought up a great point, and um, he's like. He's like, should we train? Should we change Bible translations? Yeah. Because, because you disagree with that. Um, you have an answer for that, Jeremy? Oh, uh, what, what do you? Oh, you mean with their part? Yeah, their wives. Where where the ESV translates it wives instead of women. Um, no. obviously we disagree with that translation. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change the translation because I, I we have we have manuscripts. We have the material to kind of being able to discern. Um, so no, I would I wouldn't change it. I I, I wouldn't think that. Like, you just look at all. The, I mean, there's, we we did a podcast episode on Bible reading and bible translations yeah. and whatnot they're yeah. like so like if you switch to like the niv the niv says women um which would be a, a translation i would think was is more accurate but like there are other places in the niv i don't think it's as accurate right yeah. well I was a say, lot like, more places I, I, so. i'm not a kjv reader um but for those who are a kjv reader uh you know at the end of mark i don't <clears> think the end of mark the great commission in the mark is there yeah yes yeah. but i wouldn't tell people not to go read not not to read that, right? I think I think that's I think it's a sure. Just just educate yourself to know that that's not there. Yeah, that's a good point. Those are just things you point out as you go through it. Yeah. You, that's what that's why as as faithful pastors you study you study the original languages, you study the original context, you rightly divide the word of truth like the Bible tells us to do. And, and almost every Bible tells you what the manuscripts say. Like they'll have like an asterisk beside yeah, it. Yeah, the ESV says women. In the, a lot of in the, the footnotes too. Now some Bibles don't have footnotes. I mean there's some that just have, um, well actually I think most of them have footnotes. But So there are a lot of godly people um, and great Bible teachers who disagree with our yeah. pastors on this. Um, you know who doesn't? Who You know who agrees with us on this? This is crazy. I didn't believe you at first. I, I didn't believe myself. You know who agrees with us on this? Who? John Todd MacArthur. Oh, I was to say Todd Friel, <laughs> but he does not. No, John MacArthur actually agrees John MacArthur. that women can be uh, deacons. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. The I'm guy that told Beth and... Moore to go home thinks that Beth Moore can be uh, a deaconess. Yeah. That, all... should, that should be an encouragement to you, Heather. You all cause me to have ulcers. Or aneurysm, I'm not sure. There are some one. people that say, shouldn't you? Uh, this is Todd Friel's position, right? Todd Friel. Um, if you don't know, he's on Wretched Radio. Um, but he uh, makes that sounds like something you'd he listen kind of to. Is, yeah, he kind of is a jerk. Wretched stop Radio. To him. But uh, but he, he that's why you're so angry? <laughs> it's true. He's well meaning. I will say that. Yes, like I, I yes. don't think he's like mm-hmm. malicious. But, so he too. says, "Look, there's gray there. Let's be cautious and just not do it." Now, my my problem with that, my problem with that is that if God says. Hey, we should. Th- there should be. An, there's this office. So that for, for, before you explain yeah. that, that was my position when I planted New Heights Church. Was yeah. like, hey, on the on the gray areas, we're just going like, I, d- uh, I don't want to blow up past, the church too you know, soon. I think yeah. that's most so, pastor and preacher's point. I mean, they if it's gray and they're and, not really sure or they can't make a me, good. Let me tell you where this where this leads is okay we're going to be cautious and it's gray yeah. area so we're just not going to do this it led to many women in our church coming to me who who really understood the word and it, and had read and studied and they and they knew what I knew and and they saw they saw it as this the only reason that our church doesn't do this is because our pastors are cowards like yeah and I, that's 100% when, when women in our church start start pointing that out to me it's like yeah I yeah. see you. I understand. Like, right? Like, so yeah. I've had to repent of that. And, um, 
But yeah, Todd Friel, yeah, and yeah, others like him hold fast. Right, I mean, he says you, be should careful. Be, you should be cautious. Now, I, I think there's so where I don't think women can be pastors, I do think women not only does does God say they can be deacons, but I think they should be for th- that idea of support. Right, going back to to, to Genesis two that mm-hmm. that help against. I want my daughter to see um, a church who values God's created order. Yeah. And so I think with God That's says good, that Jeremy. there should be women that the women can be deacons. I think it's I think it's can and should. I think it would have been very easy for Paul, especially in that day and age, to say, Yeah, we'll just make it men. You know, we're right. just we're just gonna do right. men. Um but but like my my And Paul's the one who puts the title on Phoebe. Right, right. And she carried the letter to Rome and yeah. My daughter can see, let's say Deanne, be a mm-hmm. be a faithful servant of the church. She does she isn't she's not a leader. She's yeah. not a um, – she doesn't hold any authority, but she can see what it means for a woman in the church who's not her mother to be a faithful servant. Yeah. And and I think there's great value there is. in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good, Jeremy. I am getting so much kudos from no, you No, you're, you're about to get muted. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh. So wait, did you say women can't be pastors? No, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Oh, don't, okay. Don't, Sorry, don't get him there. going. Then no. no. Okay. So – oh, my – Okay, so I do have a question um, that just, so, you know, growing up in the church that I grew up in, you know, there were just male deacons, and you saw the women as deacons' wives, and they were also, they kind of served along with their husbands. Is that biblical for wives to serve along with, you know, if their husband is a deacon, is the wife considered a deaconess already, or is she just the helpmate of that deacon? Yeah, not necessarily, um... Because there are there are deacons who serve in a way, and their and their wives don't serve in that capacity. Okay, um, it's kind of like a heightened servant role. But I think there are lots of women who who carry out the duties and the responsibilities of deaconess and and don't have the title with it. Um, right. And so so the title is or the ordination of a woman to to the office of deacon is is just an, an acknowledgement of. Um, of the work that's being done and the example that's being given. So, so when you look at a deacon's role, I, I think a lot of the misunderstanding around this is, is our culture, specifically in Appalachian culture, we've misunderstood what a deacon does. Yeah. Um, most of us, uh, with the exception of Jeremy, most of us in our, ch- if, if we grew up in church, the deacons are the one that run the church. Like the deacons are the one that make all the decisions. And, and the Bible makes it very clear. That's the, that's the elder's role. Um, and so when we see that, that's why women have been excluded from this office. Right. Um, but then when you, when you change your frame of mind to see what a deacon actually does, here's what, here's what a deacon ought to be doing. A deacon does what every Christian ought to do in an exemplary way. That's, mm-hmm. that's what a deacon's job is, to be a model and an example to the rest of the church, um, to lead not by, not by casting vision and, and teaching, but to lead by just doing what ought to be done really well. And so when you when you get that frame of mind that when you understand that then then that leads you to a place where deacons ought to be men and women. So. Yeah, I was gonna say just to add to that, and I know you can speak a lot to on this. I, I don't think it's uh, I think it'd be almost unhealthy to think that a wife has to take on the mantle of whatever ministry her husband's in. Yes, absolutely. That that the, um, sometimes women can do that. I think of Sarah Hewitt and Ben Hewitt. Sarah Hewitt is a help and to Ben in his capacity as a deacon. Um, and she enjoys that. She doesn't feel like she has to. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, right, though there are, um, you know, she she could disqualify me. My my wife never signed up to pastor 
yeah. or anything of that of that nature. So, and I think I think a lot of times there is stress because we see like the stereotypical like pastor's wife, you got to be bubbly and outgoing, and and uh, I, and I know you can say this about a man as well. Julie, that's not Julie. She's an introvert. She she is she's not someone who wants to be center stage. Give me a mic so I can like you know, you know uh, uh, raise up my husband and flowery language with the synth behind me um you know it, it's very much she just wants to be unseen out out of the out, yeah. out of the, the stage light so um that's not her ministry and 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 if i force her into that then that's that's crushing that it, is like she um, should she has a ministry and she she wants yeah, to flourish absolutely. in that so um you know i think that's probably that's one of the things um like the traditional churches like the expect like if you marry a man who's called to ministry is called to be a pastor or a preacher. Like the expectations of the WAF are crushing. Well, you know, it's funny. The, the, um, I don't know if you experienced this. I'm really curious if you did. I know Julie and Amanda were both asked this question. I'm pretty sure you told me this, but when, when we, when we planted in the Valley, it was, okay, so you're going to be over kids ministry. Yeah. Wasn't Amanda asked that? Mm-hmm. Were, were you asked yeah. that? Well, so no, I was not asked that. Um, I, I always Amanda had, was the kids ministry. I when always we had a desire. <laughs> always had a desire to be to do youth ministry, but it was always expected of me yeah. and the other pastors' wives to be involved yeah. with youth ministry. Um, you know, if we're not going to be part of the youth group, then we would be a part of the Sunday school teaching, or yeah. we would take a Easter play or a Christmas play. And it's just um, weird, isn't it? Or even just like what a pastor's wife's involved mm-hmm. in is like yeah, like they expected one of like, us or all of us to be. If there was like a at women's events, like if there's like a women's Bible study and Amanda yeah. doesn't go, like people would be like, yeah, uh, they come to me and be like, why wasn't Amanda there, Mike? Yeah. So your job was to like she's studying the, the Bible cantata. with our small group. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, they uh, that that was the expectation of it. And if if you weren't at things, um, I mean, people like every event, right? Like yeah, like every event, people were talking thing. about you. I mean, like people no, were no asking what's man, wrong. I'm so, and I'm so thankful for our church. Like, no, seriously, like our, our so, pastors aren't even at every. So event. that was true. something that was when we came to New Haas. That was something that was just mind blowing to me because I've always been in a church culture where. The pastor's wife is expected to be at everything and be involved yeah, in everything. Up at New and she's like, and I was and like, are really lazy. Well, I, you know, I did not think that. First uh, of that's all, what you said no, time. I I love that. I I did not say yeah, that. I ever. know you love. That I would lazy. never ever yeah. say that. Um, no, I just love. I love that the church doesn't have that expectation on because I know how crushing that was to me. Um, that put, uh, you know, not that people said, not that when we went to the church, they were like, okay, Heather, here are your, ex- here are our right. expectations of you. It's just, but I put those expectations just, even on myself well, like because of, built into the culture yeah, it's, been, it's built into the culture and the tr- tradition of it, I guess. Um, and it was crushing to me and it, it caused a lot of like identity crosses for me because I wasn't doing the things, you know, Mm -hmm. should I be a pastor's wife? You know, am I disqualifying my husband because I'm not doing these things? That's that weird, Um, that's that weird unbiblical type of submission that I'm talking about. It was so unhealthy, like so unhealthy for me. And so I did do all of those things and that's why it was like crushing to me because, um, because it, you know, I wasn't living up to the expectation of other people when mm-hmm. all the expectation I need to live up to is God's. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's no biblical expectation put on the role of pastor's wife or preacher's wife or what, you know, whatever right. you want. So, um, but church culture doesn't, yeah. doesn't see that. And yeah. that's one of the things that I love about new Heights. I love that you all, um, 
that 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 that's not in place. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are kind of you know, like you said, they do question like some things, but they it's not yeah, they it's not real quick. Well, I mean, what, once you do get to know a person, yeah. um, I mean, they should that, not be expected to be what, at everything, you know? But every you person is a minister. Right, um, absolutely. And that's why I love what you said, Jeremy, is like Julie has her ministry, Amanda has her ministry. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like everybody has their ministry, and and it, it's not our place to put people in a stereotypical ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Not, right. I mean, not that's not honoring to God if you jump in and do somebody else's job that right. you're in. You know, I think, for, yeah, that you're for. not gifted for. I think that can actually be very harmful mm-hmm. yeah. to the ministry and to the people that you're ministering to if you're that's not right. the one who's called. And If my wife was involved in youth ministry, they would all come out talking about uh, breastfeeding and circumcision. Like, you don't you don't want my, my wife and the youth. That'd be, that'd be bad. Amen. She talks about that on a regular basis. We, yeah, so does Jeremy. Yeah, yeah we we we're all, we're very mu- so much. we're very much about uh, talking about breastfeeding circumcision. At, at, oh, yeah. I'm about I'm I'm all about fun. breastfeeding. I can get yeah. behind that. Well, so Julie, she's that's she's I'm a she's a baby nurse, so like she educates women on how to do this, and <laughs> and she has what you say. I said she said I'm all about breastfeeding. I said I'm all about circumcision. <laughs> oh. <laughs> be quiet. Yeah, I can't say that. I know. I'm very anti. That's another podcast. Too. It is. Yeah. That's a circumcision podcast. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh jeez. Okay. So let's <laughs> let's round back round back in. Okay. So I think that we have covered very well um, the role of deacon, the role of deaconess. So should should a woman deacon be called a deaconess, or can why can she not be called deacon? She could be. She could be called deacon. Yeah. That's just a deaconess is just like waitress. Waiter, waitress, deacon, deaconess. It's kind Actor, of like actress. that pronoun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just acknowledging gender. No, it I've, I've met some people who... Like, it, is it necessary like to do that? If someone calls a no. waitress a waiter, like, it's, I know Nobody's what they offended, mean. yeah. yeah like. I mean, some people probably are, yeah. Yeah, but... but okay. You know what I don't understand? Oh, jeez. No, I'm just... <laughs> no, this, this I was good. just saying, like, I, I something I don't like... Is this about the Bible? Is this about no, the no, movies? No, 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 it's not. Do you mean just move on? Yeah, let's just move on. It's We've really got a good, lot though. You'll agree with me. Okay, go ahead. Now okay. I want to know. So it, if I don't agree with you, no, it's I'm that I think it's dumb that actresses have to be put in a different category with the Academy Awards. Like, why can't you just say best actor and have men and women? Just one award. Like, why does it? Why, like, there are times where I think I don't know if I agree with that. I uh, see. And, and best supporting actor, like male versus female. Like, it's it's your. Like, why does it matter? You're the, it's the best so, performance. So, to so me, I don't really, like, watch that stuff. Neither do I. So I didn't really know that existed. But that is interesting in our day and age yeah. that, that that exists. That'll, so go, what if, what that'll if, go away eventually. What if you're not male or female in our culture? Right. What if you're non-binary? Do they have... Well, now, that that's the perfect... I mean, that's actually a really good you point. And they one. Because that's, you know... Civic violations. I'm surprised it still um, exists with the Academy exist. Award. Yeah, it probably it won't in yeah. a few years. Yeah. But um, it'll be done away with. So I, to me, like women and men are wired differently. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the things that they do, you know, but are performance gonna, is a performance. Like I can appreciate Helen Mirren's performance. I love Helen Mirren. I, we know that you've said that many times before. Phenomenal. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, and for her age, a very beautiful I, okay, lady. Okay, you've man, said just, that yeah. many times. So you, need to settle, <laughs> you need to settle down with that. Like, you have. You've said that, like, three times. This is, like, our this is the 12th episode I've recorded with you all, and you've said that at least in three other episodes. I really like Helen Mirren. I, apparently. Yeah. But anyway, like, men and women are wired differently, so the way that they do things is totally different. Women, you know, generally are more emotional, emotionally led in things, and men are not, so... 
Generally speaking, they are not. Okay, so this whole you've got me all off Sorry. topic. Okay, the next um, the next role in church teacher. Men and women should teach. Yes. That's not an office, though. That's not an office in the Bible. Um, teaching is is talked about. But it is scripture. a role in the church because we do have it's teachers. A role. It's not an office, right? Right. So, um, yeah, people people of God teach God's word, and that and that should be done by men and women. Um, women should not teach men. Though. Okay, so what is the difference between the words teaching and preaching the word? That's a great question. Um, it is. I, I think that. Um, the connotation of preaching, when you look at the the basic root of what that word means, um, it has to do with a connotation of wisdom. Um, wisdom in ancient culture had um, had to do with application. Um, so we think of wisdom as like, if you're really wise, you've done really good in, in academics. Right? That's, that's typically how we think of wisdom. But in ancient culture, wisdom was... A, a practice so someone who was good at a trade was someone who was very wise in that field and so wisdom is actually practice and application and so preaching whereas teaching is the conveying of knowledge preaching is the conveying of wisdom and so teaching is relaying information um, which is needed and helpful preaching there but preaching although good preaching should include teaching in it Preaching is the application of wisdom and practice, and so it's an exhortation to um, to actually do what the Bible says, yeah. which I think women can do too. I think women women ought to be teaching and preaching um, in the proper realms, in the proper places. Um, so what are the proper places? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, so the Bible gives some instruction um, to women in the church. Um, I'm just going to read one of those instances for the sake of time. But First Timothy, First Timothy two twelve is probably the most well known. Um, well, what, so that, a, what a coincidence! That's the one I have written down. There you go. And I have more questions about it. It says, "I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man; rather, she is to remain quiet." So, um, Paul's very clear. This isn't like a, a pronoun issue, right? He's very clear that women are not supposed to teach men. They're not supposed to be an authority over men. And so, um, now, Titus 2, conversely, um, let me flip a couple pages over in the pastoral epistles. Titus 2 says that older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train young women to love their husbands and children. And he goes on to explain that role. And so women are commanded in the Bible to teach. It's funny you said that Proverbs thirty one going back to the to the noble woman, mm-hmm. um, wisdom the, vir- she, the virtuous woman. Can you yeah, call the, vir- her the virtuous woman. Yeah, of the noble woman. Oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> virtuous works. Um, <laughs> she, it's a, but wisdom is supposed to be what comes from her mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, she's supposed to be she's preaching. Yeah, that's okay. that's what that is. So yeah, that that's supposed to be done. It's just it just needs to be done in the proper. So actually, these places. are my these are my personal questions. Not um, nobody submitted these questions. Okay, so I taught. Um, Sunday school. I taught um, teenagers and young adults. Mm-hmm. So, what is the cutoff for a woman to teach a man? Because technically, a male is considered an adult at the age of eighteen. Are you telling me that I? So I wouldn't base it on like <laughs> the, the really law in America. That's a great question. It is. Um, I I would tend to look at independence, and so like if if a 
Now, now I'm not. I wouldn't do like the 30 year old that like refuses to move out from his mom's house. But, um, but I would I would look at okay. If, There's nothing if, wrong with that, Benjamin. If this if this young man, if he's a young man, I, you know, I'm, I'm more okay with it maybe. But like, um, but especially as he grows up and and begins to be an independent person, um, he, yeah, that's that's probably the cutoff. I'd be hesitant so, to put an age on it, but so my yeah. go ahead, Jeremy. I'll well, I was, I was just going to say in, in in the ancient world, thirteen year olds were way women. right. It was way younger in the ancient world. Yeah, it, it's, and what we've done is we've we've kind of pushed on. We've pushed adolescence into uh, we, later we, later times. We love which ourselves I, some adolescence. Which yeah. I, you yeah. what? <laughs> I don't know that I agree we, with that. We've created. We've created. Um, yeah, the man child, right? Uh, yes. We've we've pushed back, and and we and the even the idea of, and I've heard people say this about with me and my kids, you know, you're you gotta let a kid let a kid be a kid, and I and I understand that, I do understand that, but I don't want to praise adolescence to the point where it stunts growth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, young kids, my my seven year old daughter can can be and do, she can be far more mature, and that should be praised versus like, man, I'm so happy my kid still. So uh, you know, so, such such a child in the mind. You you can still you can still have fun like a child, but be wise like mm-hmm. like an older person at a young age. And I think that's what we should push. But we haven't pushed that. So what we have is the man child. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. that's. Um, yeah. Okay. So especially I think into into the teenage years, there needs to be some kind of there there might be some overlap. I'm I'm not even really sure, but there definitely needs to be a transition toward young men begin to learn from men. Um, that needs to be a trend, and I would say the same for women too. Young women. No, need I to think be, that's. I mean, I think that should even be at, a, even, at, a, even, at an early age right. like and that it, should be in right. place. Early age, but definitely like in the teenage yeah, years, absolutely. like young women need to begin to be discipled by women um, because it teaches them the manhood and womanhood of the Bible. So. Yeah. So, um, so in this specific passage of scripture, this um, this specific verse, verse twelve. That is just for the role in the church. That's not like outside of the church, like in the home, in schools, because it says to teach. I teach my son at home. I teach, you know, there's many women teachers at school. Mm-hmm. I teach men for the job that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. take, yeah, I take this to be, I, I think the principles that are set forward, um, I think they are for the home. Um, I, like you see that women are called to submit to their husbands in their home. Um, uh, and so, like, I, I do think it's in the home. I think it's in the church. I don't think it's in society. But this uh, is talking about teaching, not submitting. Yeah, well, that teaching, oh, you mean, okay. teaching has to well, do no, with I, so, submission, so too. So, with, no, with my question, I'm just thinking about, like, specifically a mother raising children. Yeah, well, Benjamin's a, a child, too. He's a heathen, too, so. so. so like, his father's <laughs> guidance. So, I also want to add, just because you're, um, just, and this, I would put this in the church, just, even if someone is not teaching that doesn't mean you can't learn from them i i've learned things from my wife mm-hmm. um and so and i've learned things from other women so j- i want to add just just because they're not just because you maybe a woman doesn't hold some official office that doesn't allow them to teach doesn't mean that people can't learn something from them um in, in some capacity i think there's this idea that if women can't teach then how are they to share their wisdom and i think well, i mean i've i've been i've learned a lot from from friends that i've uh, you've learned a lot and, from and, me, and, I know. And yeah. this is speaking. This is speaking spirit and, and spiritual things too. Right. So like, I'm not talking about like be a lawyer of or a course, doctor or something right, like that. Right. Of course. Like like I mean, in college, like when I'm in college, like I'm I'm a man. I'm a married man with children in college, and like I have female professors. There's, that's not any violation of the the scriptures. 
Okay, so um, I have two more. <laughs> I have two more questions about okay. this. These are my personal questions, not anybody else's. So, you know, um, when you are very, when you're intentional about studying your Bible, you're mm-hmm. more likely to pick things up and see things and have questions about them. So, in this passage of Scripture, in a lot of what Paul says, it's it's saying he's saying, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. So he's saying. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. So is this, like, this is, um, like, is this him speaking personally about something that's happening to him in, in this day and time? Like someone who's, like, like maybe a woman who's, like, speaking up and trying to be somebody who's a teacher? Mm-hmm. I mean, and if so, is that... It, if so, if that's what he's saying and doing, like, is that something that should have been carried out through different cultures and as our, you know, different? Yeah, I certainly understand the question. Um, I, I think what you what you get into in this question is your view on the inspiration of the Word of God. So um, how the Bible is inspired is important. Um, it Not all of Scripture is from the voice of God. Does right. that make sense? It's, yeah. it's not God Speaking, Not God speaking um, in all of Scripture, like in old, the he, Old Testament, right, so where he we uses, see a lot of that. He uses the he experiences uses the, and the right. personalities of the writers. Right. But in another sense, it is God speaking um, because Paul writes in these pastoral. It's actually in these pastoral epistles, Second Timothy three sixteen, where he says all Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable. Um, and so, understanding that, even though it is from Paul's voice and his experiences, and he says, "I, I, I." It is it is also in those pastoral epistles that he acknowledges that all of the scriptures are actually breathed out by God, and so God is putting His uh, stamp of approval even on Paul's experiences. And so, so what what Paul is speaking out of personal um, personal uh, thoughts and and feelings and expectations is um, ordained by the Holy Spirit as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'll also add First uh, Corinthians fourteen. Right, he talks about how so it's not it's not just in First Timothy. Right, it's, uh, it's not just in Titus. You have you have in First Corinthians when you, in, in chapter fourteen. Right, there's this idea. He says women should not teach. Um, and Peter Peter writes about it too. By the way, so it's yeah. not just the Apostle Paul. Right, he talks about how women should remain silent in the churches. They're not allowed to speak, but they must be in submission, as the law says. And he goes on to say, this is. This is, just as I've taught in all the churches. Mm-hmm. So this isn't just the church in Corinth. He says, this says, I've taught this to all the churches. Um, and again, it's not submission because... And I, and so I think, will you read that passage of Scripture again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's First uh, Corinthians 14. Um, it's I'm starting at verse uh, 34, right? It says, women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their uh, own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. I, I have more to say about that. Um, well, I have questions on that. Yeah, so, they so aren't written down. one, this, this is about the corporate gathering, right? This is about order right. and orderly worship is what is the context of this. Um, now, I, I'll say that the disgrace is not on the woman. The disgrace is on the man in verse uh, 35 when it says it's disgraceful. That's right. It That's is. right. It, it is. It's disgraceful on the man because – This is a this is a great point. Right. No, it, I know. This yeah. needs to be taught it, more often. It's disgraceful on the man that, that he did not – he has not stepped up to his position to, lead his to, wife to help home, against yeah. his wife. Yeah. Right. Back to that Genesis position. 
Um, and so he, he's failed to do that. And he, and so you see this actually in, in, uh, in the old Testament with a guy named Barak and, and, and Deborah, who was a prophetess. Yeah. Um, you, we see that on Barak and Deborah. Right. Sunday. So we, we have Deborah who is this, um, who's a, a incredibly strong woman and she's a, mu- a bunch of cowardly men Yeah. and they failed to step up. God uses this woman. Um, and I think not only uses them to lead them, but also to shame them. And I think that's, I think that's one thing. God, God is, and that, that may sound uh, I hope that doesn't sound bad, but there is a idea that I, I am going to use a woman to shame you, to show you that you have failed to be the men that these women need. Yeah. Um, so, I, so with that, with that, First Corinthians fourteen, women should not speak in church. So you know, I've gotten up and I've read scripture ooh. and I've done the announcement. Put an end to that. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that anymore. <laughs> so th- this, this thanks is for, thanks for bringing that to light. Heather. Well, let's talk. So, I mean, let's talk about that but, because because here's right. the thing: in the church that I grew up in, and other very traditional churches, like women are not allowed to do devotion. So, women are not allowed to uh, do the announcements. Here. Verse twenty nine is talking about prophets. It's talking about preaching. Okay, we're going to talk about prophets in a minute. So it's, it's talking about two or three prophets, <laughs> right? No more than that. And so it's talking about uh, it's talking about teaching the Bible. So welcoming is not teaching the Bible. Um, uh, uh, but we read passages of scripture. I mean, yeah, but you're not you're not expositing it. Sometimes I do. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's I, <laughs> no, that's, I don't. I, I'm <laughs> saying, no. like, you shouldn't be. No, yeah. I don't. I mean, like I usually like if I do uh, announcements, I will usually. It's deeply personal. It's not an exposition. Yes, it's it's, right. it's personal. It's so, not so anything. now I think I think where it does, and we can we don't have to go down this rabbit trail, but there is a. Um, uh, a question for those who are what they hold to what's called exclusive psalmody they say that we're only allowed to sing the psalms that that's what scripture commands in colossians that we, that's, that's it that's a different podcast. just songs <laughs> it is it is but if you if you if you see singing as teaching now you have a bit of a complexity if singing that's is true. teaching well now a woman shouldn't sing a song right. which i don't right. think it is right um, okay so do you have something but, but, else but on yeah, that i thought? was i was just going to add you're going to talk about exclusive songs. No, 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 no. I'm going to say I'm going to show that there, there's a difference. You love though. that the, topic. I do. It's such a I do. dumb topic. It's not a dumb topic. It's stupid. Yeah. But <laughs> but what one thing I want to say is that the uh, when, when it comes to te- you can learn from a song, right? But a song is not teaching. Yeah. So I'm just want to clarify. Like that's what I mean when you yes. can learn from something, but something does, is not exclusively teaching, but you can learn. Yeah, you can learn from a prayer. You right. can learn from a welcome. I mean, you can learn from uh, a confession. You can learn from all right. these things, but that's not that's not necessarily teaching. Well, confession's a little bit of a teaching, but that's a different story. Well, yeah. Well, that's in the Psalmody podcast. Yeah. Here's what I was going to say. The, the say context, about to ask the context of 1 Corinthians is important, too. You have to interpret Scripture with Scripture. Um, one thing that's important to note is that that even though Paul uses the, the, the phrase, like, women are to be silent, um, in the same letter, he, he mentions and he gives instructions on how women are to pray and prophesy. Mm-hmm. And so there are instances where women are supposed to be speaking, and, and I think it, it lends itself to even publicly leading in prayer um, because he talks about in the culture of Corinth, like um, what was offensive or not offensive with head coverings, and so he says, "Hey, this is how you're supposed to do this. When when women do, do this, it needs to be in this way." And so he gives instructions for that. And so again, it's, I don't think the Bible says that women can't say anything. Um, the Bible says that women have to have to 
there, there's an obligation to lead and teach and pray, but in the right settings and in the right places. Okay, so a while back, you and I actually talked about this about a week or so, or a couple weeks ago. Like, what's the difference in a woman teaching in church mm-hmm. as opposed to at a conference? Yeah, that's a great question because I think that um, I think at a conference, it's it's first of all, it's not the local church setting. So, um, what what we have seen before and what we've actually even employed in conferences, we've been involved in planning is um, it's helpful for men who are pastors to hear from women at how how can we best pastor the women in our church and so like who are we going to learn that from other than women and so like um that can actually be very helpful but that is a that is a a, like a like an enriching type of uh, equipping thing it's not it's not scriptural exegesis um it can be rooted in the bible and it should be but it's it's not the exposition of scripture it's a it's a specific um skill that's being taught all right how do how do we how do we do this? And so um, I think outside the local church, now there's some, this is some gray area too. There's some, there's some room for wiggling and disagreeing on this, but I think this is something um, that is important to, to note that in the local church is most of the context in which the New Testament is speaking about a woman, a woman's role. Um, and so that's why I think, I think there's a little more wiggle room when you're looking at conferencing and things like that. But I still wouldn't advocate for like the just straight up exposition of scripture. Like teaching the Bible. Yeah, so I go to a, a, a CCF conference. It's a Christian counseling conference, and um, and so there are there are licensed counselors who come and and teach on mental health. They're experts in this. Um, yet it's a mixed congregation, but it's not a it's not a local body. Uh, we are there to learn so we can be better ministers uh, at home. And so I, I think I think all that yeah I think all that is is very much permissible, and not what Paul's talking about in First Corinthians. Okay. I can't help it. I'm thir- I'm a thirsty person. <sighs> Jeremy has gotten up three times to use the bathroom. Two times. He's only been here for half the podcast. He's only, he, <laughs> Actually, any time that you haven't heard Jeremy speaking, he hasn't been here. That is not true Well, at all. here's the thing. You can hear the commode flushing in the background, so you can count <laughs> how many times, if you're really careful, that Jeremy goes to the bathroom. Because no one else gets up and goes. I will flush it next time. Oh my gosh! I won't. Um, I don't know why. He notice he's not washing he his hands, though. So. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I you had mentioned First Corinthians eleven, and that's something that you all um, that's a series you all preached through last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talked about the head coverings for women, and why yeah, we had they, a whole whole sermon on. Yeah, there was a whole right sermon dedicated to that, um, and how it was traditional and it was more about the culture and different things like that mm-hmm. so why is that why is that an okay why is why, that why okay are certain but, things cultural but then gender's not cultural yeah yeah so so i, I think what's important well to no this is gender is, because this is a woman this right. is specific for a woman right so why are certain things specific for gender you know for women and, and they're just considered culture, culture right. cultural, and like this is not right because an argument can be made um, that in in uh, the first century cultures that women generally weren't allowed to do things anyways, and so that's right. the reason that the Bible says don't let that happen. And now that we live in a in a more advanced culture, and women are empowered and they can do anything a man can do, then um, so now that we now we should let women be pastors um um i i think i think that 
I think that's a, a robbing of God's creation of gender. Um, I, I don't think you can throw out the culture and the context of the scriptures when you read it. Um, that's why you have to deal with things like head coverings and the way a woman should dress and whatnot. But I also think that you, you'd be crazy to not see that gender transcends that. It's 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 higher than that. Um, and, and and even I mean, from the span of Genesis to First Corinthians, I mean, you've got you've got so many generations and so many different cultures, and so um, I think I think what you see is gender transcending all of that culture, not not gender restrictions being limited to a culture. Fun fact from the oh land of weird, the uh, head coverings, according to J-Rob, um, is there so angels won't want to have sex with women. That is interesting. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, which, it, isn't okay, the, so it has to do with the Nephilim. The, what, it, what he says. Mute, oh, mute. I knew, I knew um, there was a on reference to the next, Nephilim. It's weird, um, on to the next. Like, we're going to talk about prophet and prophetess. So I have a question. Why is prophet interpre- interpreted as preacher and prophetess is interpreted as disciple? Um, okay, so we're talking... Is this in a translation? Like it's translated that way? Or, this or is not interp- my question, this so is, I'm so, not... Okay, so not that. translation, interpretation. So interpretation. people would interpret prophet as being a preacher, um, but, but someone who's a prophetess as... Someone who's a disciple or a servant. Yeah. So I've I've never I've never heard that. So if you're looking at like why is the prophetess why is there prophetess in the Old Testament and not preachers in the New Testament? It maybe is what is what they're trying to yeah. convey. So one, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think I think Deborah. This is not a shame to her. To her, I think she she's around cowardly men, right, and who aren't stepping up. And by but that but that whole story, by the way, is really cool because not only do yeah. you have a woman saying no, you will go to battle, but you also have a, a woman, JL, who puts a He's tent pike right through Cicero's yeah. face. Yeah. Um. So you literally yeah. have God using women to say, "Listen, I like I I will use them." Um. And people, by the way, who were thought to be in I don't want to say inferior because I think that's uh, that's that's rough. Um. But um. Definitely that that men were supposed to hold this role. I also don't think prophets in the Old Testament are the same as preachers in the New Testament. That's correct. Um, and so I think there's a, I think we we see that 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 there are two different things. So I I would not say that prophetess is just disciple. Right. So so to to really simply answer the question, like I I don't interpret it that way. I interpret it as preacher, and and we talked earlier in the sh- in the show about yeah women women being preaching. In, in certain certain places and times, and I think I think that was a time where where God had had you know set for Deborah to to be preaching truth. So, so let's talk about Deborah for a second. Okay. So you know I asked earlier about you know when is like the cutoff for a man. So would it would it not be better for a man to set under a woman's teaching who is actually like like faithful faithful teaching rather than a man who is not who's who's not i mean that's a good question so you're saying if if i if i live in a town and there's two churches in this hypothetical one is with uh independent fundamental jerry 
and he is. I hate when you do this. You just call out random names and. Well, if there's an maybe this no, is that's not a real person. This is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is not directed I know, I know at anybody. Who he's talking about. Um, so if there's independent fundamental Jerry and Jerry is not well studied, he's he's just a loser. And then, and then you have. Well, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm just trying to move on with my analogy because I can be long-winded if not. And then you have Sally, um, who is who is a, a a she's well versed in scripture. So if 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 that, if that were my options, um, listen, I I have I have no and I have no problem if if you live in a village and that's your option. Um, if you went to Sally, if Sally was teaching. Men, you need to be doing this. This mm-hmm. is this is what you should be doing. Yeah, if Sally's really studying the word, that's the conclusion she's going to come to. Yeah. So I, I think if if that's her options, or if that's her options, yeah, go to Sally, and then Sally needs to raise up leaders and say, okay, you need to. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And ironically, um, like Southern Southern Baptists are are some of the ones that are kind of thrown under the bus for like uh, not valuing women, but like oh, Southern Baptist know. Southern Baptist culture highly values female missionaries that have went into places where there are mm-hmm. no uh, believers, right. there are unreached peoples, and there's there no men to step up and lead and teach. And Lottie Moon, Annie Armstrong, these yeah. women went into these um, places who not heard the name of Jesus and and taught and led people to Jesus, and but taught, like you said, scripturally, just like Sally did, yeah. um, that, that, hey— um, Men need to step up and take this role. Southern Baptist okay, so, Sally. So if Sally, <laughs> Good job, Southern okay, Baptist Sally. <laughs> so if Sally and Jerry are teachers in the same church, okay. and they both teach young adult classes. Yeah. Sally generally teaches, um, you know, it's not gender specific. Jerry just teaches the men, and Sally just teaches the the females. Like, say they do optional or, or topical studies mm-hmm. for their Sunday school. If a man chooses to go to Sally because she's more well versed in the scripture and her teachings than what Jerry is, and Jerry's group just talks about the local football game, yeah, so like so how is that? I, I, well, then yeah. So again, I are think you it's, saying that they should go to a different church so no, they can find? No, 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 I would say fine if you, if you, if that's if, if hopefully Sally isn't the only source of teaching in this church, this hypothetical church. Um, this church is growing. <laughs> There's the two churches have consolidated but, now. But but like so so what I would say this is this is almost like borderline ethics. So we see what we say is uh, we have these principles in scripture. How do we apply these principles in a, in a in a particular situation? So okay, if if that's what we're doing, if my options are talk about football or hey, I don't know anything about the Bible, and there's a woman who will, then yeah, you you go to the you. You go to the woman because it's a it's a missionary type style in that case, right? But that that's you shouldn't be content with that. It's not the end, right? Right. right. The the end should it, be let's raise up men and women. No, a hundred percent, and that's probably yeah. what the church is saying they're doing, but they're not. Well, so, and, and I also even, don't understand Sunday school. Real quick, Sunday school. Stop. That's that's a Sunday serious. school podcast. No, no, I'm not, I'm not bashing Sunday school. Is it a teaching or is it facilitating discussion? This is a difference. Most Sunday schools are teaching, teaching and it's yeah. just okay. it's just a doubling down on teaching, right? Because it should be happening anyways. But uh, um, <laughs> that's for another podcast. But <laughs> like, so here's the thing: is is that I would I would say most, if not all, the churches that have like female pastors, they're not. They're not in that situation that the people in South right. Church, no, I'm the, no, and I'm not talking a, about pastors. I'm talking about teachers. Right, but the churches that are that are putting women in that role, they just they've just compromised the role. Right, they're okay. not they're not saying oh we're just doing this until we get more people that, right. are, that are equipped. Like no, they're not doing that. They're just saying 
Um, they're just saying, hey, we just don't think that that, that, that matters now. That, yeah. That there's gender specific, specificity or whatever. That's a good word. Specificness. <laughs> um, so, okay. Okay. That, I can follow along with that. Um, so, if a man does sit under a woman's, woman's teaching... Is that a sin? I mean... So you, you see Apollos being corrected I don't by think Priscilla? It's all, no, I don't think it's always a sin. Um, I think it's a sin if, if, it's, if, it's the, if it's the role of, like, a woman who's compromising the, the scriptures, and, and he's just, like, content with that. I think that can be a sin, but no, definitely okay. not. You, you have Apollos being corrected by Priscilla, Priscilla yeah. and Aquila, but, yeah. but by Priscilla. Mainly Priscilla. That's, that's well, probably... Yeah. <laughs> Her name's listed first. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, yeah, Priscilla and Aquila was there. Yeah. Uh, Most but people don't remember Aquila. Aquila's, like, over in the corner, like, dang. Mic drop. So, yeah, you He's have. Like posting the gifs of the guy. <laughs> you have her correcting him. So, no, that's that, that's not sinful. I, I, I think Paul actually, you know, I think, I think we see in Scripture that that's a, uh, that was to his benefit. I've been taught and corrected by lots of women in our church. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Heather, you do it all the time. Correcting. Ex- yeah. Rebuke me. Rebuking. Yeah. I try. You all are, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of touched on preachers and what the what is the definition of preacher. Let's just kind of, so someone who delivers the preach gospel. Means, preach means proclaim. To yeah. proclaim, mm-hmm. to spread the gospel. And that's, we're all called to do that. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be doing that. Everybody yeah, I mean, should be Roman preaching says, the gospel. How, how are they going to hear unless, unless right. someone preaches? Okay, so nothing. Um, so let's talk. The last role, um, like elected um, position in a church, is pastor, elder, bishop. Yeah, men only. Men only. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's and that's the limitation um, from First Corinthians and First uh, Timothy. Um, Titus one. Titus one, right? Um, and then I think intrinsically, even more scriptures than that, where uh, yeah. um, that, that speak of of a woman's submission, um, because because the church is not a company; the church is a family, and um, and we're called to submit to our pastors, and and our pastors are to be male. I mean, that's that's just made clear in the Bible. Um, we don't have to love that. We can wish that God set it up a different way like right. that's fine but the reality is it's it's very clear in, in the so scripture. what's your argument um i know a lot of people use this passage of scripture as an argument galatians three twenty eight. there's neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free there is no male or female for you are all one in christ jesus yes. I, yeah i was gonna say you <laughs> we're both be, eager to you <laughs> need to just read it all of it and, and then right. you can see that's nothing to do with the offices in the church yeah he's, okay. he's not talking about the church at all there he's not i mean he's talking about i mean people do people. use this as an argument he's, he's not speaking of the governance of the church at all there or, or, just right. like he's not talking about um he's not talking about issues of slavery because he mentions slaves he's, he's not saying that everyone's non-binary now right yeah it's it, it there was a there were still people in slavery there were still people who were you know Clearly, men and women. Yeah. He was just saying that there's something that transcends that, and that's the gospel. So, right. So, what is the role of a bishop? Let's kind of talk well, about that. Can, can I make a quick? St- is it about it, this? Topic? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's about it's about submission and about the negativity behind submission. So, John six, uh, uh, I think verse thirty eight. You think, G- or you know? I think you said it was up there. 
What's that? You said it was out there in the Well, mind. then yes, definitely, most definitely. Um, okay. it, you know, Jesus says that I, I've not come to do my will, but the Father's will. Um, we see Paul in First Corinthians actually make a um, uh, make a comparison that submissiveness doesn't mean inferiority because Jesus submitted to the Father, and Jesus is not inferior to the Father. So submission does not mean inferior. Um, so I, I think you also see in marriage, Ephesians five twenty two through thirty three, when you look at w- wives are submit to the husbands, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church, which is he came to serve. That's what he says. Um, and, and, and die. So I, I am willing to give up my preferences, my benefits, my life even for my wife. That is a, that is a, that's a call to serve and it, it, to your, your wife. And so there's this mutual submission that takes place. So submission does not mean inferiority. And I think sometimes we do, we think, we think of slavery versus, uh, I, 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 lo- I, I love and submit to my Lord. And so I'm going to submit to some, something or somebody else. I submit, um, I, I submit to my other pastors. Um, I, there, I give up for my for my family, um, so I'm submitting to their needs. So we, we see submission uh, all the time, and it's not it has nothing to do with inferiority. It has more to do with love. Are you? Is it you good? That's you good. It I'm, out? I'm done. Yeah. Okay. So bishops. A, bishops. Yeah. Bishop is the same as an elder, same as a pastor, same as an overseer, overseer same as a shepherd. Yeah. It's, so it's it's a it's a it's a word that describes there the are five terms used in the Bible authority and oversight within the church. Yeah, five terms in the Bible describe the same office. Um the one that's used the least in the Bible, pastor is the one that we use most commonly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all the same office. Okay. What about priest? Pri- we're all priests. Yeah. But but you know, like in some, the new covenant. some 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 Protestant churches use the word priest. Yeah. I don't it, think it, they should. You know. <laughs> That comes okay. from a, a Latin, yeah. It's like Latin for uh, elder, a Latin translation of one of the one of the pastoral titles. Yeah. So I have a question, and you know, I I want to be careful in asking this because I also don't want to be judgmental of of men who are um, who are pastors and elders uh, of their churches. But you know, when I look at the qualifications of an elder, of a overseer, mm-hmm. um, husband of one wife, children. You know, you are covered the husband of one wife. Mm-hmm. Children are not to not children and not open. Children are not open of the charge of debauchery and insubordination. Uh, not arrogant, quick-tempered, drunkard, violent, greedy for gain. But hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, disciplined. So I think um, I, maybe probably because of my experience more with. Um, with some pastors and elders and stuff like why is it so important that um that this is more gen you know why is the issue of gender like male or female is the pastor or elder but some of these other qualifications are just kind of swept under the rug because it's easier well that's why yeah it's easier to just say you know shouldn't be but i mean i know a lot of and i'm sure you all do too a lot of pastors whose children are insubordinate and are not believers. I, I can um, I can easily I can easily preach a sermon from that and, and criticize other churches 
I think it's a self-preservation thing. I can sit around and go, look at, look at that church with a, with a lady pastor. You know, they, they don't take the scripture oh seriously. Gosh. I can do that. Well, they do. There's a lot of churches that do. You kind of like that sometimes when you preach. Well. <laughs> if, you get in a big, if you get in a big way of preaching. It's, it's true. Um, so I think, I think it's an easier way to, to point uh, and, and vilify what other churches are doing wrong, usually. Um, because I think, uh, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of those. I mean... I, I I could go on a soapbox about you know a, a pastor who drives a Lamborghini um, and 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 talk a lot about that and whether that's wise or not. So, Quit calling me out, man. So now, <laughs> like, listen, that Lamborghini, Lamborghini was a gift made a truck. From, you would totally get. You, uh, that. you wish John MacArthur helped get you that. Didn't yeah, yeah. So now this was my personal question. It wasn't submitted by anybody, but you know, I guess I guess in my eyes, like, and I know that we shouldn't like judge one sin against the other like which is more weighty but to me i mean i would and i know that this isn't right so it's you know you all can correct me later or now if you want sounds like you're correcting yourself i mean well here's the thing i would rather go to a church where there is a female pastor than go to a pastor that's preaching hate that's um that's talk i mean that's i mean because to me that like Mm -hmm. outweighs like going to a lady who who is a pastor who is who is upholding all these qualifications well, and, other than husband. Yeah, I think I think all the qualifications matter. It's it's all inclusive. Right. So like what, I, what, right. I right. wouldn't say like hey um You can pick and choose which qualifications. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I so, and I think that we at New Heights as our church yeah, we do that if very you well. Fail at one, you you fail all you're, of them you're out. and you're disqualified. Right. So it, so then whose whose responsibility is it? The deacons or the other leader elders of the church to This is why I like a plurality of elders, by the mm-hmm. way. Not when I yeah, made a absolutely. snarky remark yeah, we frequently we frequently review this with one another and, and we look into other, one another's lives and, and see if there's disqualification. So the, um, the part this but is it's the role of the members of the church too. Uh, like the members yeah. can remove us. So what, one of the uh issues I had with um, like when, when, when I was, I never liked that the doctor called me severely obese because I felt like that was, until I saw pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was severely obese. Yeah. He made fun of me. Um, nice. no, it was rightfully so. I went back two years later and he was like, you've not lost a pound since the last time I told you that you were gross. And, uh, which is the type of motivation I needed. <laughs> so, but, but, and, and all, he's a great doctor, Dr. Moses. Um, don't call him out. Oh, okay. He said he was a great doctor. He's yeah, I liked him. him. I, I like Dr. Moses. I can't wait to go back. Um, oh and be like, see? Uh, but anyways, this is something I was deeply convicted by, right? Cause we're How talking many about- years has it been since you've seen him? I've got so many questions about uh, this now. Oh, I go about every two years. Every two years, okay. Yeah. So were you gross the last time I saw you? Yeah. That's when he made fun of me last. That's the last time he made fun of me. But now, I'm going to go back and say, ah, Look at me now. Look at me now. And he's going to say, you have high blood pressure. I'm like, crap. Yeah, um, we need to medicate you for that. <laughs> I don't need medications, but but that's besides the point. The um, well, you need to. I need to. If you, no, I, I can write you a recommendation. <laughs> no, but with, with I'm gonna this, call Doctor Moses. It's not that I'm against it. I just can't remember to do it. But the uh, you the, need shots then. I was. They uh, make those. That's horrible. I I, I was deeply convicted by a lack of self control uh, when it came to my diet. Right. I yeah. I, it, I it's easy for me to say, hey, be self controlled as it pertains to your alcohol. Um, but I, when I can't control myself at a buffet, that's equally problematic. And so it, it, it was a, uh, it was, it was deeply convicting to me and, and I had struggled with it and I tried and tried and tried and really it was just a different, I had a wrong mindset when it came to food. Um, it was more entertainment rather than, okay, what we're talking about this week rather than active worship. Um, but, uh, which a lot of, 
But let's be real, yeah. a lot of people do that. No, right, absolutely. A ton of people. Absolutely. Like but but it's, it's one of those things where it became it became super problematic for me. And um, yeah, so I and, I and I thought to myself, man, I'm, I'm teaching again. I'm I'm teaching not only not only is like it's this hypocritical thing, but like even when I'm teaching in my own home. Um, and so it was it was really convicting for me on on my struggle with that. But I think that's something that's that's much harder to address publicly than to come to your congregation saying, listen, I'm struggling with my weight and I need to repent of this. That wasn't easy for me to tell the church like, uh, you know, that that's. But but in reality, that that's the truth, and, and I think it's easy to look at other church and say, "Yeah, lady pastor," versus look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, my gosh, I, I need." There's some repentance that is needed here. Yeah, that's a good point, Jeremy. Okay, so I mean, I think that Speaking covers of drinking. <laughs> I'll just check it something. Looking for a can of Coke? No. Yes. Yes. Was it cherry coke you like to drink? I, it's I. I'll take any diet soda, anything that has aspartame in it. Anything that has aspartame. There it is. There it is. For lunch. Uh, yeah. For lunch. <laughs> hey, that's a good lunch, sis. Okay, so when she when she says she's gonna eat some fruit, that's what she means. That's what I mean when I say that. <laughs> okay, so we had in the beginning of the podcast we had eleven questions, and I've also had many just come through my head that I've asked you all too. So I think the majority of the questions were just kind of based around, you know, is the Bible written with sexism and bias because of the culture and time, and no. because the writers are all men? No. Okay. So I mean, that there's several questions like that. No. No. What, okay, so going back to that verse in Galatians, when it says, in essence, look, there's no male or female, that doesn't mean there's no offices. It does mean that there's no there's no superiority between anybody, right? Everyone is at the foot of Christ. Everyone is dependent on Him. Everyone is in the same position of they're sinful. They're they deserve hell, and we are under grace if if we don't get what we deserve. You can get caught up on anything, but but like, who who really? I love I love that the Lord and His sovereignty chose women to be the initial witnesses of the resurrection because right. that would have so discredited in the world that they lived in that could have easily yeah. been discredited and, yeah. and the lord and his sovereignty was like i'm gonna i'm gonna appear after my resurrection to these women and they're going to be the foundational witnesses for this yeah, yeah. um hey, good good example um someone who's teaching telling them conveying right. knowledge it is yeah she's not holding mm-hmm. an office but she is telling a group of right. men men i just saw something Jesus's dealings with women um, w- went against the sinfulness of the culture, the oppression of women in the culture. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I mean, from the woman with the issue of blood to uh, to the woman at the well um, to the woman with the alabaster flask of ointment. I mean, God using Mary, right? Yeah. Just the idea of, of yeah. Well, we actually had a question on that, and that's really the only one that I'm going to read, and we're going to wrap up with that. Um, you know. And, you know, I know that you've already covered this, but it's a really good question. Why is it that a woman's role is to serve and support rather than lead? Mary was the vessel that bore God into flesh. She and Joseph raised and guided Jesus. If God trusted her to lead in God, the physical body of Christ, why is there such stigma surrounding a female leading the metaphorical body of Christ that is today's church? So, again, leading. I have no problem with women leading. That, that Women should be leaders amongst right. women. Yeah. And, among and the, church the church should be advocating for that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so anytime, I, I was just, anytime where, it, where it feels like we're not advocating for women to be in leadership, we're sorry for that because that's not our intention at all. Um, our intention is just to be biblical in the gender roles that God has placed us in. So I would just say to that, like, we 
we don't think that women shouldn't lead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just this is a good time to close it down. <laughs> we should have lots of Marys <laughs> in our churches. Apparently, Jeremy. Lots of, lots of Marys that are yeah that are caring for the body of Christ. Lots of that's, Marys. You mean like so that's a, that's a that's a she term the, towards feminine men too. Is a Mary? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. It's a British term. I was just saying Marys. the the questioner said, says you know and a Bostonian why can't <laughs> yeah. why can't women be trusted to lead the body of Christ? I, they should be. You laughs like a Mary. The church yeah. needs men and women. It's true. Like the body of Christ needs men and women to to lead in the body. If not, like Jeremy started the podcast with, we fall over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look well, at any like highly feministic church or any like highly masculine church, they fall over. We believe in complementarianism, not yeah. not chauvinism and not feminism. We complementarianism, both, right? Like equal roles. And so, um, if if we're not doing that, then then our churches fall. Well, I would just like to say thank you all for um, as as pastors and leaders of our church. Um, you all do this very well, and when you're not doing it well, you um, you do receive. Uh, correction well and you try yeah, to quite write, often for me <laughs> shut up yeah. uh, you try to write things that are that are wrong and do better um and a lot of churches don't do that and a lot of church hurt comes from that and i think mm-hmm. a lot of harm um a lot of stigma and a lot of um just a lot of junk unnecessarily goes into what the word of god says yeah. um what you know people make it into say, make it into what they want to say it is instead of what the actual gospel is so thank you all for um forcing me to do this podcast yeah i i'm i really do appreciate i, I know that you were nervous prior to but i and, wasn't i wasn't sweating like, well i mean like the other day like we talked about it and you're well, like I'm yeah afraid of what's gonna happen well so my my thing is like you've um I even went back to look at the podcast topics that you all have done since you all started podcasts to see if this was a podcast that was done before. Um, and and I think that you all are doing very well, like in most areas of the church um, where it needs to be done. You all are giving women a spot at the table to have a voice. And that was my concern because um, I think there are some things that I maybe disagree with. Um, that we talked about today, like not a lot, like, you know, you, we all, the three of us talked about this and, um, I would say 98% of everything that was discussed here today, I agree with. So, um, you all have done very well, given people, yeah. given women a space at the table, given women the opportunity to lead, um, and lead other women. Um, and that's something that most churches don't do. So, well, I can't wait when we get off this to, to, to hear what we'll have to say about a woman president, but let's go ahead and you can close it down and we'll, uh, we'll. Thank you for listening to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. If you have any other questions, you can submit them through the app, or you can send them straight to Jeremy Berry, and I will link his <laughs> cell phone number in the comments when I submit the form later, Baker. Oh, man, don't get me started on all these women wanting to be <laughs>